What is up? And we're back with another episode of Not A Weeb. So today, we're going to be talking about I Want To Eat Your Pancreas, which is an anime movie, and there will be spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie, I suggest you do that, and then you can come back here, and you can totally listen to this episode, or you can just listen to other episodes right now. I have... You know, one about Animal Crossing, one about Fruits Basket, one about like manga versus webtoons. Anyways, let's get into it. So yesterday I watched I Want to Eat Your Pancreas for the third time. And you know, I was still crying about it. I'm not gonna not gonna lie. Like I said, there will be spoilers, so if for whatever reason you're at this point and you still haven't clicked away, well you should definitely watch the movie first because I think it's definitely worth a watch if you care about spoilers and you don't want to have it ruined for you but if you're still here pretty much the movie starts out with the death of somebody and yeah we have no idea who this person is but we're introduced to her a little bit later there's also an opening song which I find really interesting because this is a movie instead of a show but yeah so there's an opening song anyways so we find out who this girl is she's the classmate of um the protagonist so the protagonist's is name actually isn't revealed in the beginning of the movie so pretty much you're going you're like following around this character and you don't know his name but anyways this character is, um, he's like the loner type. If I remember correctly, the scene opens, like, we're introduced to him in a hospital lobby, and he's, what did, what did he do? He had, like, an appendectomy, so he got his appendix removed. Anyways, he's, like, looking around, and then this book falls, and this, and our character really likes reading books. So he goes over to pick up the book, and it's titled, like he looks through it, you know, and then it's titled Living with Dying. So he looks like, he reads a little snippet of it, and then the girl who died, you know, which we can assume was in the future, and this is a flashback or whatever it is, she uh, goes and gets the book from him and asks if he read it. And he's like, yeah. So she responds, oh, you know, what do you think? I'm, I'm dying. He's like, well, you know, sucks. <laughs> He's pretty apathetic about it, which makes her crack up. This is all really interesting because these characters are like high school age. So can you imagine if you were dying and this is like crazy to you? You know, your parents are worried, your friends, if you were to tell your friends, they'd obviously be super upset. You know, you yourself are scared, and then you tell somebody, and they just, instead of a normal reaction, they're just like, oh, well, isn't that uh, something? And, you know, I think she takes this pretty well, because she wasn't offended or anything, which starts the beginning of a strange relationship. Because, like I said, they're classmates, and then the next time we see her, she's, like, waiting for him, and she wants to talk to him. And she finds out, well, she thinks she's, he's pretty interesting. So then 
You know, she gets a job working in a library. And this is one of the, like, more important quotes, I think, of the movie. Because he's like, hey, why are you, like, over here doing this lame activity when you could be hanging out with your friends or doing all these other things that you could with your life? And she responds to that with, you know, I mean, you could die tomorrow. Why aren't you doing those things that you want to do either? I think that's really interesting because there's that old saying, like, live like you're going to die tomorrow. You know, like, live every day like it's your last. But I feel like a lot of the time we take that for granted because we just kind of expect to wake up the next day. But I think that's where, like, the movie really shines because she does a lot of very normal things with him. So after, you know, he he finds out about her secret early on in the movie, he's the only one who happens to know about this, other than the girl's family. So she starts spending a lot of time with him. And it's really interesting because they don't do anything, like, super crazy she, because she makes this bucket list. But her bucket list is very normal. It's like she just goes out for food. Um, yeah, honestly, that's mostly what they do. They just get a lot of food, which is cool, but also not like super crazy. You know, she's not traveling the world or acting rebellious or, you know, acting like, you know, acting like however she wants just because she knows she has limited time to live. She just does very normal things with someone she just happened to meet and finds interesting. Anyways, it's I really enjoyed this movie and I had a lot of feelings about it because it's it's not even like a new idea because I feel like there are definitely tons of media where people die young, like a walk to remember, right? So a walk to remember is a movie and where they're also in high school and two people who didn't seem like they would get along somehow end up having a relationship romantically and then you know there's a lot of character development in that so in this particular instance there's a lot of character development for our main protagonist because he's shown he started off as a loner and then as he starts to interact with this girl more she starts talking about, you know, um, just why don't you talk to people? If people are starting rumors about you, it's because you don't say anything otherwise. But I digress. There are a lot of notable like quotes in this movie, and I feel like that's what really stood out to me the most. I also recently watched Your Name, but I feel like Your Name just had such a happy ending. It's like on a completely different level. Like, your name just had a good resolution, while this, I mean, it's a good resolution, but in a different way. So, we're following around this character, um, her name's Sakura, like the cherry blossom. So we're following her around, and she's, you know, talking to our main guy, and opening up his heart a little bit, instead of... You know, being afraid of experiencing new things or being afraid of interacting with people, he starts to open up a little bit more to her. There's one instance where she, you know, again is like, hey, let's hang out. 
let's go to the beach or something and instead of saying anything to rebuttal her he was like yeah that sounds nice which is where we start to see a glimpse of just how much of an impact she has on him and then you know they spend a lot of nice moments together they watch some fireworks he tells her how much he cares about her and how afraid he is of her dying and that you know means a lot to her anyways this isn't towards the end of the movie by now and you know she finally gets discharged from the hospital and they were gonna make plans together they were gonna go to the they were gonna like meet up for lunch or something and she never makes it and that you know honestly our protagonist took it really well because he waited for over six hours and then he gets home and he sees on the news that she was a victim of a stabbing because it was foreshadowed early on in the movie that there was like some serial killer out there wandering the streets and whatnot but so she has this funeral and or you know the funeral was held for her and all her classmates go but not our main protagonist and I think that just goes to show just how much it affected him. Somebody who initially couldn't care less about interacting with people because of whatever reason. You know, he's afraid that he was going to get hurt or somebody else was going to get hurt. And he just spent like uh, over a week, I want to say. I don't remember exactly, but it was definitely over a week where he just read. He just felt terrible and he read books because that's what he loves to do. But eventually he goes to her home and he talks to her mom and this is honestly like one of my favorite scenes of the movies because he talks to the mom and it explains who he is and how he knew about the disease that the girl had so even if she wasn't gonna get stabbed she was gonna die eventually but pretty much he gets the book from her because that's what the girl wished for she wished that her mom would give it to him because of the special bond and connection that they have held together Sakura and our main guy so upon reading it there's this nice little like scene from the little similar to the little prince which is also a super good movie it's on Netflix at least in the USA and that was symbolic because that was her favorite book and while it's a children's book our main character never read it until after she uh, passed away so in that scene it just it's so heartwarming to be honest about how they changed each other so she opened up his life to new experiences and people and how like meaningful it is to have relationships with people while he somehow taught her that she was unique and that she mattered a lot she she mattered a lot to him and it's just it's honestly such a heartwarming scene if you know what i'm talking about i would recommend watching that scene again and just you know because it all adds up it all comes together and it goes as far as the character asking if he can cry 
our stoic, you know, loner type at the end of the movie is asking if he can cry in front of her mom. And it doesn't stop there. No, he then goes on to have to meet up with Kyoko, who was Sakura's best friend, and then he explains it to her. All of what happened, how she had a disease, how she was going to die anyways, and you know, that that's scary because it's shown throughout the movie how Kyoko already doesn't like him because of all the time he spent with Sakura, which I mean, it was completely her decision like she obviously liked our main guy to an extent that she wants to hang out with him so often. But, you know, this this kind of became a rant, a little bit of a review. Well, it's not a rant cuz I honestly, I couldn't really find anything wrong with the movie. Because it's it's pretty simple of a story. It's just about two people, one of them is dying, and there's a lot of a lot of growth to be had. But yeah at the end of the movie it's shown how our main guy whose name is finally revealed um what was it i want to say it was haruki but anyways it's shown that him and kyoko are attending a f the tombstone together of sakura and how they were gonna go have dinner at their house with their mom well with sakura's mom and that's such a stark difference from the very beginning of the movie where this person was completely changed by Sakura and I don't know it's just such a good movie because while you know in your name it's also about two characters and it's a love story the change isn't like the change was just different I guess because this was like something you can see while in your name they they forgot honestly at the end of the movie and they just had a feeling of something like deja vu but in this like something terrible happened and also amazing and the changes were huge honestly and i think that's why like this is honest it's one of my favorite movies and i don't think i can watch it and not cry because even though i know what's gonna happen it's still nice to see it happen. Like Your Lie in April. If I were to watch Your Lie in April right now, the whole entire thing, I'd probably be crying. Because like once you see it and you understand how it ends and the reason things were done, it's just it's mind boggling. Before I end this episode, I just wanna like really talk about how something Sakura says was super interesting to me. Okay, well, she has a couple things. I guess I'll just go over them real quick. So the first one that I want to talk about is... Sorry, I'm trying to collect my thoughts. Oh, is how life is a series of choices. Because... <laughs> There's a moment where our character Haruki, I think that's his name, anyways, he's like, oh, we just met by chance, and she goes on to say, no, it wasn't by chance, it was a series of choices, like, I put a cover on my, on this book because I liked it, you happened to like books, you noticed it, you picked it up, and then 
you hung I asked you to hang out and then you hung out with me and I think that was just a really interesting concept because I would agree you know and it's also stated in the movie how he changed but the thing about change is you also have to be open to change because no one can really make you do anything you know if you hate chocolate ice cream for example right and then somebody else loves chocolate ice cream the only way that she'll end up eating chocolate ice cream is if you like a small part of you wants to try it but if you're absolutely dead set on it like i hate chocolate ice cream i'm never going to taste it maybe like you you can't right you're allergic and you could die if you had it then you'll just never be able to taste it and that's something that will never change because it, it just can't but I digress on the topic of change I think it's definitely a lot of choices like you have to choose to change and then there has to be something else that like influences you to change but ultimately it's your own choice because it doesn't matter how much someone tries to influence you if you like I said if you're dead set on something it's just not gonna happen and then another really interesting thing that she said in regards to her character was that she found meaning in life by the relationship she had and that's how she like knew she was alive and she felt special and whatnot because of him kind of like seeking validation from other people but she really admired how he was able to be himself and he was able to figure himself out without anybody and I feel like that's something that's pretty key and not really talked about in anime in general but it's super applicable to life because you know you spend so much time with other people you know and there's so many different influences whether it's from your friends or your family or things you see online that you don't really like spend too much time reflecting on who you are as an individual and like what makes you happy because you know it's it's not fun <laughs> it's not fun thinking about that stuff and it's so much easier to just go with the flow or just you know not think about it because there's always something else to do but I really admire that about our main character too like while he was a loner he was perfectly content doing what he liked which was reading and I don't think he like while he may have felt lonely I don't think he ever felt lonely enough to where he would want to interact with other people because he didn't you know if you really wanted to do something then you would do it and it may be scary but I don't know I feel like it would just get to that point but he was okay you know and then when she offered to hang out with him he didn't jump at the opportunity that pretty girl from his class wanted to hang out with him he brushed her off just like anybody else because he'd rather spend his time doing things that he liked which was reading I don't know I thought it was just a really interesting discussion that they had at the end of the movie even though she was dead it, the way it was set up was really good and it, it's a lot to think about honestly in a movie well, anyways, I think that's going to wrap up this episode. It was definitely a lot longer than other episodes, but I just felt like rambling, you know? And sometimes 
you just gotta let it out and lately people like a decent number of people listen to my last one so if you come across this one cool it's gonna definitely be one of the longer episodes anyways thanks for listening if you've made it this far and i don't know when i'm gonna have another episode but hopefully soon because i definitely love watching anime and manga and webtoons and you know all of that so if you're into that just check in every now and then i guess all right well thanks and i hope you have a good day